What do I define about growing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, I can respond. Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um everybody black. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everybody, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and NetworkingSkill.com. And today we're doing another spotlight. You know, I haven't done a spotlight episode in a few months and I'm excited because I actually happened to find this woman in DC while I was there for a DC Black Girls Brunch event, which was amazing. By the way, shout out to Kiki and her crew. And I showed up there and I was there to support my friend Kiki, who's been on the show, by the way, if you want to check out that episode. I'll put the episode in the, in the show notes here, but she is incredible. She was one of the first people I had on my show and I've known her for a while. And she was like, Whitney, you got to come. Like, I'll be in town. Like, let's do it. And so I bought my ticket. I showed up and I met a bunch of people. I sat in this table with a bunch of really great women. And then um, somebody was passing around flyers. And then she introduced me. She was like, this is Khadija. You have to know her, blah, 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 blah. And so we're chit-chatting and we exchange information. And that's kind of how we met. And I wanted to bring her on the show to spotlight her company, her business, her organization, the things that she's doing, because I think they're really cool. So for this hashtag October spotlight, we have Khadija from Nile. In case you guys don't know, um, you're not in the DC area, Nile is, it's essentially an internet community, which you know I love because hashtag community life. Um, but the community, it's a community connecting consumers, shoppers, buyers, whomever with Black businesses. So, you know, it's like, the motto is, you know, there, I know somebody black who, who does that or who makes that or who sells that. And I love that idea, right, in the community. So I wanted to bring Khadija on. You know, she's the founder. She's the owner. She is the, the head in charge. And um, she's going to be here today to talk about it. So let's welcome Miss Khadija. Thank you so much. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited. This is going to be really cool. I love this. I started this segment like randomly this year when... Um, I met this woman who had this really cool um, foundation. And then um, I wanted to start featuring people doing cool stuff in the community. Like, why not be able to literally spotlight them? And we've we found each other at a really good time because Niall is about to blossom. And what's really cool is I had the Free Black Women's Library of LA come on the show right before they launched. And now they are doing incredible incredible things in LA right now. So um, I think, you know, I see the same for you. You launch, when is the launch date, by the way, of the site? Our target launch date right now is Black Friday. So we are hoping to be up and at them um, late next month. Yes. So guys, just for FYI, if you have your phone outs, make sure you follow the, it's at the Nile list on pretty much every social media platform. So and pro tip here, when you add her, her company on your Instagram and stuff, make sure you subscribe to the newsletter immediately because the newsletter is really great. And I've been following it now for a few weeks. And every week there's a new business that's being spot lit, spotlighted, spot, whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But every week there's a different focus on someone. And so it's, I, I think it's cool. I think it's genius. So let's talk about how you got started. Sure. So... Um, I'm a lawyer and I don't know if any listeners know lawyers or have lawyers in their family, but 
being a lawyer is hard. It is um, a stressful job. And I, I think I read a statistic at some point that said at least um, 20% of lawyers are either alcoholics or drug addicts. Like this profession will push you. It is, uh, it can be exhausting. And so, um, yeah, I graduated from law school in 2015 and I moved to the DC area at, at then. And I have been working at a corporate law firm um, for a few years, just downtown DC, living the the extremely busy lawyer life. And then I went to go start a clerkship with the federal court judge in the district court in DC last year. And so that was a bit of a change of pace for me. It was not as busy as my law firm life. So I had a bit more time, but I will say it was a lot more stressful in terms of just seeing that element of the criminal justice system on a regular basis and really, really, really seeing upfront how unfair fundamentally um, it can be. And so I was um, getting really overwhelmed at work, just thinking about, you know, just thinking about the defendants that I would see on a regular basis and really sort of the structural issues with our criminal justice system. And so I wanted to take a girl's trip with some friends to unwind. And while we were on our girl's trip, we started talking about my favorite topic, which is black businesses, because I've always been a huge supporter. I love shopping with and just discovering different black businesses um, that are doing cool stuff and making cool stuff. And I have... I had some like go-tos that I frequently shopped with, but as I, you know, when I moved to DC and and I got rid of my car, I'm I'm from Georgia, so I'm used to driving around and got rid of my car when I moved to DC, living the real millennial lifestyle. So I do a lot of my shopping online and it just started getting so hard to find black brands that I could buy with online. Um, And really, you know, when you find somebody figuring out whether or not the product is good and really doing that vetting. So you're, I found myself doing all this research and and vetting and trying to ask around if I had a particular thing that I want to try to buy from a black business. And it was getting frustrating. So I'm talking to my friends about this on this trip. And I was like, guys, we need like a one-stop shop for black stuff (laughs) so I could just easily find it and buy it. And my friends are like, okay, yeah. So um, you should make that. (laughs) Me being a lawyer. Oh, I'm like, I don't have any, any technical skills. I don't know about making a website, but um, the more I thought about it and the more I researched and the more I really looked into the possibility, um, the more I really thought that we needed something like that. We needed a place online that would make it easy to do your online shopping with black businesses and just make black brands more accessible, um, bring them to the forefront. So that's where the idea came from. And from there, it really just um, has sort of gone from idea to doing research about what businesses are out there 
and um, talking to people about what businesses they buy from, what brands they like, and then sort of moving with that idea, um, getting our social media up and running, getting developers for the website, and really sort of thinking out um, how to create a tool and a community that I, I want to use and that, you know, uh, other people can find useful as well to connect with black brands. That's awesome. And I love, I love the entire story. It's always fun to hear people's like coming story coming of or coming to, I love hearing the background story because you, you really don't always know. And sometimes, you know, things just hit us and we're like, you know what? Why not me? Why not just like create it and see what happens? At least try. And what I love most about what you did, I mean, even at the brunch, I mean, you had postcards. I mean, you went table to table. Um, was it your sister, your your cousin that was with you? My cousins. I had multiple cousins with me. My, my family rolls deep and they are uh, the most supportive family ever. So I gave them all some flyers and I'm like, go forth and conquer, pass this out. And they were like, don't worry, I got you. They really, they really did. And they, they came up, somebody came up to my table and we were chatting and then somehow we started talking about the podcast show. And then she was like, oh my God. And so she brought you over and introduced us. But I think the, the power in spreading the word is one of the most important parts of really anything. And that can sometimes be really hard to, to say, okay, well, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to commit to it. I'm going to design the flyer. I'm going to print them out. I'm going to pay for them, print them out. And then I'm going to distribute them and then I'll, I'll do it with other people. So I'm not the only one out here. And I think that's important. So you spread the word to all the women at this brunch. There were pretty, it was a pretty high number. It was a packed event. I think at one point they sold out tickets. Um, and so you passed out your flyers and, um, and you had your open house, right? This past weekend. So we're recording actually October 20th. So the week of the release of this episode, but you had a, an open house recently. So tell me about the open house and like how else you've been spreading the word. Uh, so the open house, number one, was amazing. Um, I just came up with that idea. Like as I started developing the site and thinking about the experience that we wanted to give users and what we wanted the site to look like, how we wanted it to flow, how we wanted it to be used, um, and the different features we really wanted to have there, I started thinking like, okay, maybe I can get people in, who are already in my tribe, people in my community to, you know, all come over one night and sort of see what we're doing, get a feel for the experience, give us feedback, um, tell us what they want to see in this kind of event. Sorry, what they want to see in this kind of, um, you know, website and community and really use that event as a way to even just spawn, um, you know, some ideas for the, for, for the site and for what we want now to be. And um, then it, it really, it really honestly developed into just such a great time to <laughs> number one, do black people things, which is <laughs> what I always tell people uh, is one of my favorite, favorite pastimes. But it really became like an in-person preview of what the virtual experience is going to be like on the site. So 
I mean, there was food and drinks, obviously we're not going to be giving people food and drinks through the, the website, but really it was time for people to can like come together, hang out, have fun, good vibes, just fun black folks, discover different black businesses and brands that they hadn't heard of, um, and get a sense for what it is, it, you know, what, what is the story behind some of these brands? So we had some business owners who've already been featured in our newsletter or who are going to be featured on our site once it launches, come um, and hang out with folks and talk to them about their businesses. We had a whole table filled of with samples from different businesses. So people were able to taste things. Um, people were able to try things. People were able to smell things. We had clones and, and just get a feel for some of the different products that are out there that are available from black brands. And most of them are brands that people have never heard of, but they're like, oh, wow, this is really cool. I didn't know that there was a black company making razors. I didn't know there was a black company, um, you know, making this kind of stuff. And one thing I really loved was um, we had a scavenger hunt. So like I said, I've been a huge supporter of black businesses for such a long time. And um, I have so many different products just around my house from a variety of different black businesses. So I unleashed people on a 20 minute scavenger hunt and um, had them go around to all the open rooms in the house and find products from different black businesses. And whoever logged the most different black brands that they found um, products from around the house won a prize. They won a pretty nice gift bag. Um, and it was just so much fun because it really, one, let people see, you know, how many different products there were out there. I think the winner found 35 different uh, businesses represented around the house. And there were so many more that she didn't even buy because she only had 20 minutes. But it also showed people how hard it can be when you're just sort of... Um, walking around and you're being inundated with all of these different products and all these different businesses. Cause obviously, you know, it's a house, there are things everywhere. So, uh, figuring out what was black owned and what wasn't was a challenge for a lot of people and folks are Googling and they're, uh, you know, trying to phone a friend. Some people are walking around following other people like, Oh, you took a picture of this item. Maybe that's black owned. I'll take a picture of it too. Um, and Having the exact issue that I was having when I was looking to do my online shopping with black brands that really led me to start Nile. So I'm like, hey, when our site is up, you'll be able to go there. And if you're like, oh, I wonder if this brand is black owned, you can search for it on Nile. And if it's on there, boom, you already know it's black owned. We did the research for you. You don't have to vet. And then you can discover all these different products that you've never heard of and all these businesses you've never heard of. So um, that was my favorite part of the night. But the, yeah, the open house was really fun. And I really am hoping to do a lot more events like that just as we lead up to lunch and beyond that to really engage people in person um, in addition to the internet community that we're building. Absolutely. Events are always, you know, they're hard to, to plan and coordinate and, 
get people to show up and all of that. But it is so much fun when you have a good turnout and you have a good crowd and people walk away with something that they didn't come with, you know? And sometimes it is a list of companies, you know, and some, or sometimes it's meeting somebody cool and networking. So I wanted to slide some networking in there because, you know, that's kind of what we do here. And obviously when I, when I hear about you going out and obtaining new businesses, like getting them to, um, or confirming them and then adding them to the list and getting them to just communicate with you a little bit about that, it would take some kind of networking, right? You're essentially reaching out or maybe they're reaching out at this point too, and you're starting this conversation. And I'm curious what the process is for one, the networking aspect of reaching out, that research and development, but also how the conversation goes, if there is a conversation with a Black-owned business for them to come on the the website. So um, I am, number one, I could talk professionally. I, uh, even as a kid, um, (laughs) some of my family members be like, oh God, here comes Khadija. This girl can talk. So I have had an issue talking to people. I love just being out and about. I'm extremely extroverted. So as I started, um, you know, thinking about Nile and coming up with this idea, I really made it not just my, you know, my sort of fun side or what I like to do going out and hanging out with people, going to happy hours and networking, but really made it like my, my job. It's my business now. And networking is such a huge part of it. So I consider it my duty. (laughs) Uh, You know, there are worse problems, but I consider it my duty to go out to networking events, go out to happy hours, catch up with friends. Sometimes I'll just um, pick a place and a date and say, okay, I'm going to go here for happy hour and invite folks to join me and connect or finding out about different events like the one we met at, the Black Girl Brunch, and going to those and really using them as an opportunity to talk to people about my business and just meet cool people because this type of business at this point point in the business is all about networking. It's all about meeting people um, in terms of exposure and in terms of, like you said, finding business owners and meeting them. And I found out about so many businesses just by talking to people who are like, oh, you know what? I have a friend who makes X, Y, and Z. Um, You should definitely check them out. Here's their Instagram. Here's their website. And so I found out about so many businesses that way or talking to people who are business owners. There's so many of us um, out there and they're like, wait a minute, how do I get on this site? This sounds amazing. And that is very easy. We have a landing page up right now. It's the You can go there. You can read more about what we're doing we have FAQs there. You can contact us through the page. But most importantly, there is a form on our site to submit your business. There is a huge uh, you know, tab on our page, submit your business. You go there, fill out this form. It takes maybe 15 minutes and submit it. And then what we do is take that information, put it into our database, and we're building out pages for each business that are something akin to 
like a Yelp page for that business. So people who come on the site will be able to um, read information about the founders and about the company and the ethos and the type of products they sell and get pictures of different products and be able to connect with that business. Um, some businesses will be offers, offering discount codes for people to use. So they'll be able to check those out. And then um, they'll be able to leave reviews and ratings, see reviews and ratings that have already been left for that business, um, check out press mentions, all kinds of stuff. So we are collecting that kind of information from business owners and essentially building out a page for them on our site and it is completely free for business owners to be listed on our site. Um, so that part is extremely easy. Whenever folks ask me how they get there um, or how you know they know of a business that they think should be on the page, I'm like, boom, go to our page, submit your business through that form, and you're in there. Easy peasy. I mean, why not, right? I feel like... Again, the networking goes all the way around. So it's not just you going out and meeting people. It's also people who have their own businesses who want to attract more of the right buyers, right? Because it's all about marketing. It's all about sales and connection and all of that opportunity. And so being on a site like The Nile List would be fantastic for a lot of different types of businesses, whether you do clothing, whether you do soaps, because I love buying like handmade soaps and lotions. It's one of my favorite things to buy. That's like the first thing I'm, I'm beelining for the natural care beauty products. That's, that's where I'm going, but there's a lot of different types of different things, you know, whether it's the clothing, whether it's, you know, intimate wear, because even within clothing, there's so many different options now, right? We've got the active wear, intimates, we've got um, even like shoes and accessories. Those are fun. Um, Artwork. I mean, artwork is going to be probably like my second thing I would look into because I love buying artwork. Um, anything, 3D sculpture work. I mean, I'm assuming like writers, maybe, I mean, anybody can really show up on the site. So I don't know. I feel like it would be a really great way to just do some perusing, especially around the holidays, which was great that you're kind of aiming for Black Friday because um, I've really started personally getting into purchasing. Well, not recently, but I've always been, I've always looked for women-owned businesses and businesses that are women of color doing their thing. I've always done that, but I've been more active and more aggressive with it as of lately. Like maybe the last one or two years, I've actually been like, okay, cool. But like, who else does this? You know, there's an idea, there's some artwork, whatever. I'm like, okay, but who else does this? Just to see, just to see, because sometimes these voices aren't amplified. And so the great thing about the nihilist is it's essentially going to amplify some of these voices that you may not hear or see on social media or out and about or on television or magazines, stuff like that. So I think it's really cool. Because when I, I, ladies, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just really, I'm loving that you're saying that. And I have to say this um, to follow up with that is that we are literally designing this page exactly for people like you. And so one of the really cool things that I'm excited about with Nile is that people will be able to search for whatever products that they want to buy. And we'll tell them different black businesses that make those products on them online, but they'll also be able to filter and they'll be able to filter by interest. So we have a list of different interests that we are starting out with that people will be able to filter their search results through. 
And one of them is women-owned businesses, for example. So if you want to come to our site and search for whatever you're interested in buying, but make sure that you're seeing only businesses that are women-owned, you can do that. And I know you said you love handmade soaps. One of our other interests is handmade products. So you'll be able to filter by different um, businesses that handmade their products. People will be able to filter by businesses that make vegan products, for example. Um, so we have all sorts of different filters like that that will help people support not just the Black-owned businesses in general, but also businesses that really cater to their specific interests. Yay. That's amazing. That's exactly what I would do. I'd go in there and I'd filter by that. And I would stay on there for probably like multiple hours going through everybody's stores uh, because that's, to me, that's, I, I, I can't tell you why. I just love it. And then because I started doing it years ago when I lived in San Diego, was it you? I don't know if it was San Diego. It was before I moved to San Diego, but I moved to San Diego a brick ago. And when I got there, obviously there's a lot of farmer's markets. There's a lot of um, bazaars and then the swap meets and you'd roll up and everybody's making their own shit essentially. And you can pick, you know, there's all kinds of people. So I, I got really into purchasing a ton of handmade stuff there because even like, um, one thing in San Diego that's really fun are the succulents. And you can, I love like flowers and floral crap. And mm. I would go to the swap meet and there would be these, you know, nice old Asian ladies with tons of succulents. I'm talking like every kind. I'm talking kinds that you've never seen. I've been all over the US for the most part. And I have yet to see some of these succulents. They're incredible. Every so often you'll see like some of them, like one here, but they had all of them. And I would go and you negotiate and you can buy. And I was like, this is so much more fun than going to Armstrong, which is the um, Maryfield, I guess we have in Virginia, but Armstrong is like their flower store where you can buy, you know, mulch and dirt and plants and succulents and everything you would ever need for your garden. And I had way more fun with the, with the Asian ladies at the, at the supermarket spot meet thing than I did going <laughs> to Armstrong. Like it was just more fun and it's a fraction of the cost and I'm supporting their businesses. Right. And then because they were so nice to me, I was like, hell yeah, I'm coming back or I'm going to refer someone else. So it's crazy how stuff like this to me is super fun. And I think the way the site, I'm envisioning it, the way you've explained it, it's going to be interactive and it's going to be interesting. And the fact that you're offering the press release information and some of like the background fun stuff, it gives you a little bit more about the company. So there's almost a higher incentive to work with them because now you kind of know it's not just like a boring, you know, you're scrolling and you're like, okay, this one, company one, company two, but it's not like that. So that's what I'm excited about it. I really wanted to make it that way because I want this to be a community and I want to connect people. And, you know, there are directories out there now that you will literally just be like, okay, here's this company, here's their phone number or website. They make candles. And, you know, when you see that, there's no incentive to click on their website and go check them out. Um, why buy their candles as opposed to any other candles that you can buy at TJ Maxx or whatever? But we have, um, you know, different candle companies that are doing such awesome things. And the founders have such interesting ethos as they're building out these companies and we want people to know about them. So one candle company that I um, connected with actually at Broccoli City Fest and you know, will be on the site. This candle maker um, 
gives you a like a recommended playlist with each with uh, with each candle. So uh, not even a recommended playlist. There's an actual playlist. She gives you a little card and you can scan it and then pull up the playlist so that when you're play, uh, burning your candle, you can, you know, chill with your playlist and and have that whole vibe going. And I thought that was so awesome. Or, um, you know, we recently featured actually in our last newsletter this past week, um, a business that was started by uh, someone here in DC, Erica Harding. And she started uh, Lismore, which makes professional dresses for women or professional wear for women. Because I think they expanded to make jumpsuits as well. But it, she's like, listen, my grandmother was a seamstress. She really, you know, taught that me that appreciation for the artistry of clothes making. And then as a professional woman, I realized that I would have meetings or I'd have presentations or whatever. And I've gone through my whole day sweating because I'm running around being a busy professional woman. And now I have these sweat stains under my arms. It's embarrassing. It's unsightly and it's uncomfortable. And I know so many women who have that problem. I want to solve it for them and help them. So she makes moisture wicked. Um, she used moisture wicking technology in the clothing in order to keep you from getting sweaty, like getting those sweat stains on your arms and in those hotspot areas. And I'm just like, I, that is so cool. Just, you know, how you came up with that idea um, and how you're doing it. And it's so much better to get that story than to just get, you know, here's Liz Moore. They make dresses for women go to their site, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And the innovation is, it's fun. I mean, the innovation of the playlist, the innovation of the moisture wick material. I mean, this is innovation, which again, sets it apart right, from other competitors or other companies out there. But it's also something that you can use when you're talking casual conversation like just now. Oh, well, did you know there's actually a black owned business that does blank, blank, blank. And it's not just a casual conversation of, oh, they make clothes or, oh, they make candles. Cool. Because there's a lot of companies that make candles now, right? And there's a lot of companies that make clothes. But when you have that sort of spin to it or that unique factor, it definitely keeps people interested and it makes them remember it later. So I, I, think, that's, I think that's incredible. And I love candles as well. So that would be, again, that's under the handmade section. So pretty much anything under the handmade section, I'm here for, whether it's crafts, art, you know, candles. So I'm super pumped because once you find somebody that you love, you know, and, and a company that really speaks to what you enjoy, you're going to keep going. Like I have this lady in San Diego who makes um, soaps and lotions. I love her body butters. They're so good. And for, I think it was for Black Friday last year, I bought a ton of stuff and everybody in my house, like they kind of blew me off at first. Cause I was like, all right, I'm going to order, you know, this, this, and this. And then they see me ordering. They're like, oh, wait a minute, hold on. You're getting soap. Okay. Wait, what kind of soap does she have? And then somebody else was like, wait, I need some lotion. Does she have like, and then all of a sudden now my cart is at like 200 something dollars that I'm spending at this place. And I ended up giving out his gifts. I was like, all right, well, what do you want? I'll just get it for you for Christmas. And so I got a ton of stuff from her. And what I love is she always sends me little extra things in the mail when she sends it. She sent like some candy and 
She wrote me a little note because I've met her in person a bunch of times. And it's just so sweet and it's so nice. And like, of course, that's why I want to go back to her or somebody like her in the future, right? Whether they make candles or anything else. So that little, that little touch of working with somebody who's got a, a small business is so much more intimate than it is when you're ordering from a huge corporation. I think corporations are starting to understand that now and they're trying to make it as you know, interactive and intimate as they can. But it's really hard, right? When you're filling, I'm, I'm assuming like tens of thousands of orders, you know, a quarter or something like that, like it's hard to personalize everything versus a smaller business who can really give you that, um, that personalized feeling. So I think, I think going to a site like the Nihilist and finding businesses that are in alignment with what you're already buying is going to be great. Especially when every time we open Instagram, one of these companies who we've been, you know, funneling hundreds and thousands of dollars from, from the black community does something ignorant. And you're like, why? It's embarrassing at this point. So <laughs> <laughs> they love acting up. I'm telling you, but really it's because they don't care. Um, people, I mean, number one, the spending power of the black community has just been so underappreciated for so long. I think Right. I think the last statistic I saw is that we have like uh, $1.3 trillion in, no, no, sorry, billion dollars in spending power, something like that. It's just so high. It's, I do remember reading that the power, the spending power of the Black um, community just in the US is larger than the GDP of the country of Australia. And yet you find these companies that don't seem to really care whether or not what they're doing is going to offend their black consumer base. And you're like, okay, really? We're still dealing with the, the black base or the, the monkeys on clothing or whatever other nonsense and shenanigans. Um, that is an, a big reason why I really started looking to buy black more in the last several years. And I think it must have been maybe three or four years ago. Um, I actually sent out an email to all my family and friends and I was like, hey, I'm only buying Christmas presents from black businesses this year. So if you want something, you better find a black business <laughs> that is going to sell it because I am not going to buy you some random thing from Target from some company that literally does not care about us at all. Um, and I actually found that uh, my family and friends really appreciated that uh, and really uh, told me a lot of, about, told me at that point and since then about a bunch of different businesses that have become some of my go-tos. I also love soaps. So I am, I started following this company, Bomb Aesthetics, on Instagram a, a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. it, just because of how great their soaps looked in the photos. And I, I just like, this looks like a gelato. Like, why is this soap so pretty? I love this. And, um, I started buying from them and I have, I have referred at least 25 people there literally just by pulling up my phone and being like, Hey, um, do you like soap? <laughs> and people are like, uh, yeah, sure. I'm like, great, you should check out this soap company that I really love. Look at their Instagram page. Isn't it so awesome? And I'm literally just forcing people to go check them out. And then that same person will come back to me a couple of months later and be like, girl, 
That soap is so amazing. Oh my God, I'm already ordering more. Okay, I just followed them. And the Instagram, for those of you who are uh, are doing the same thing I am, it's B-O-M-B-D Aesthetics. So it's bombed without the E. And I'm, I'm loving it. It's vegan skincare. And wow, you're, you're totally right. Look how fast that was. Look how I'm, fast. Now we've got like some more candle or soap. What else? She's got voice face moisturizer and oh my oh, goodness. Yes. That face moisturizer, the, the facial products are the truth. They have uh, one detox bar for your face that gets me all the way together when I start getting a little breakout. Um, and I also met the owners, um, this past summer and they're awesome. I love them. They, they were just so great and welcoming and they're like, yeah, wait, let's take a picture. Like we want to take a picture with customers who love us. And I'm just like, listen, y'all gonna have to put me on payroll soon because I'd be talking to everybody about your company. (laughs) I love it. Appreciate you. But you know what? I think too, this is a great way to, to partner, right? There's a ton of partnerships and I now am kind of considering doing, seriously considering doing a Black business only Christmas list and saying the same thing to my family because all of us are into, you know, health and wellness and, you know, luxury things. We all love a good lotion and we all love, you know, artwork. And so I think it'd be really cool. And then obviously if there's something that they want um, that's outside of that realm, then they can just let me know or I'll just look it up myself. And um, if the nihilist is running by, you know, Christmas time-ish, then I will be on there searching for stuff. Because like my dad is pretty problematic. He's so difficult to buy for. And he plays this game where everybody will send out a Christmas list and he'll send out a copy of somebody else. Like he's so extra. He won't, he won't, <laughs> like, he's like, I don't know what I want. I'm like, nobody else knows what you want either. And so we've gotten him some of the most, it's just getting crazier and crazier every year because we're running out of stuff because he has so many you know what I mean? And he doesn't want a ton of stuff. So for difficult buyers, I feel like analysis would be great too, because you'll at least get some inspo from different, you know, the categories and whatnot. And I think that is going to be a lot of fun to do and to be very specific. Oh, so what I was going to say a minute ago, you were mentioning the black dollar and the power in it. And I remember watching something and it was, um, it was around the time where the, you know, segregation was a thing and blacks had to sit in the back of the bus. And I was watching, I think it was um, when I went to the, is it Madam CJ Walker? Not Madam CJ Walker. Maggie, Maggie Walker. I went to Maggie Walker's home in Richmond and they have like, it's actually a national park services building. And my sister Elise was interning there. And so we rolled up and they had this video that you had to watch. And I'm pretty sure it was on that video. And it talked about how during the time when you know, blacks were sitting in the back of the bus and Rosa Parks and other folks were like, no, not here for it, that they boycott, they all decided to boycott the bus company, whatever the bus company was, wherever this was, I can't remember the location, but they didn't ride the bus for many moons. And I'm talking people were walking, people were doing other shit. I don't know how they were getting to work, but they did not ride the bus. And the bus company went bankrupt. They went bankrupt or they had to shut down completely if I remember this, somebody can fact check me and put it in the comments if, if this is wrong, but my memory is trash. So if I remember this, it's got to be true. And they literally ended up shutting down this place because nobody, the black people weren't riding the bus. And again, you know, the black dollar is powerful and we need to make sure we're being selective where we place that dollar. Because if your dollar isn't valued, 
or if you as a person isn't, you're not valued, then something's got to give. And I think what has to give is being consistent and being persistent and finding other ways to spend your money. And I know there's been a lot of talk in the Black community about, you know, people are hesitant to buy from Black companies for a number of reasons. Sometimes these companies, you know, they don't have all of the same funding or um, opportunities as some of their white alternative companies. And what's crazy is a lot of times these companies are better, if not just as good as the white companies, but because they don't have sometimes the investors, the angel investors or the money, because we're not being offered a lot of times those same opportunities. And when you look at it from that perspective, you know, you have to remember that the system was not rigged for us to win. Like the system was not built that way. So, and there are tons of books you can read on, on Black businesses in America and, and just the history and how shitty people in the country has been towards Black businesses specifically, right? There's a book, I don't remember, I don't know if you know who wrote that book, but there was a book that this woman wrote about how Black hair care and alcohol in Black communities, those companies are always typically owned by Asian people. And she wrote about why that is. And um, it was super interesting to read about that. So, you know, I think we need to start to shift the way we look at Black businesses and, and shift the way that we support each other. Because if we keep following, you know, this narrative that Black businesses aren't, you know, as good or as professional or as on top of it or whatever, right? Because there's these things going on. Um, people are saying this or they, they think it and they don't say it. Um, we need to start talking about it and we need to shift the narrative so that, we're more open-minded, we're more forgiving, we're more um, focused and supportive of these businesses. That's when the t- I think the tail will turn and people will actually start to see better and see more and see, do you know what I mean? Like, is that, does that make sense? Yeah, I get you. I actually just went and looked up the statistic so I could verify it. But yes, the Black community has at this point over $1.3 trillion in spending power. And by next year, we'll have $1.4 trillion in spending power. So number one, we have money to spend. And then number two, I really love that you touched on this point about looking at Black businesses um, through a somewhat negative lens. And I've had people when I talk to them about what I'm doing, or even before I started Nile, before I really honed in on this idea, and I would just be talking to people about Black businesses, like, oh yeah, I want to buy, um, I want to support a Black business when I buy this, like, do you know of any? And have folks, you'd be like, oh, you know, I tried to support a Black business in 2002, and they, you know, had an attitude and now I'm never going to support a black business again. And I'm just like, okay, well, you know, I I actually recently had a conversation with someone this summer who talked about the several negative experiences that he's had trying to support black businesses, particularly with the customer service uh, portion. And I was like, you know, number one, we we have to really think about the fact that these are mostly solopreneurs. Like you're talking about people who are trying to do everything themselves. And actually about 46% of black business owners um, 
are doing it solo. They don't have any employees. So they are the customer service and they're the fulfillment and they're the maker and they're the, you know, accountant and everything. So that's not an excuse, but it's something that we have to think about when you're comparing them, you know, this small company that make, where this person is making soap in their home to a Bath and Body Works that has, you know, billions of dollars and so many employees that can make this work in a way that a solopreneur really can't. But we're never going to get to that point if no one is supporting us because we still have a few kinks. We all, you know, we all have issues. Even the big companies have issues. I'm like, listen, if Southwest can be grounded for like a whole day because their computers have some kind of malfunction, then like you got to cut the solopreneurs a break too if they have some sort of issue. Um, But we are seeing such a rise in Black businesses around the country. Um, In the last decade, the number of Black female entrepreneurs has risen almost 150%. It is, it's just really phenomenal what we're seeing in terms of the growth of black businesses, but everyone has to start somewhere. So we really have to be um, a little patient with some of our business owners as we support them and help them get to the place where they are operating more seamlessly. Exactly. And I think the, the Nile website will help people with, especially with the review piece of it, so that you kind of know, okay, this is a legitimate company. And I think one of the issues, you know, not even comparing Black businesses, small entrepreneurs to Bath and Body Works, but even if you were to compare, like you go to Etsy, right? Etsy is a ton of old white people, typically females that are making the, these products, right? No matter what they are. At least that's been my experience so far. I don't live on Etsy, but I do go there semi-regularly. And that's typically the demographic that I see who are making a lot of the handmade stuff, uh, whether it's lotions, soaps, candles, I mean, little baby baskets, et cetera. And really what it comes down to for me is access. A lot of these Black-owned businesses don't have access. You, you can't go, and I believe me, I do this very regularly because I'm obsessed with books. You can't go to Barnes & Noble or you know your local bookstore or even the library and, and see or find books by Black women entrepreneurs who are running these businesses. You don't, they don't exist. They're not, they're not, these books do not exist. And when it comes to being able to run a, a business and, and have, you know, well, where do I go to learn about customer service? Where do I go to learn about getting funding and network marketing or whatever? Um, wh- how do I do that? How do I do that? As a Black woman entrepreneur, it's very difficult to find these things. Sometimes you can go to conferences and show up to places, but those are typically hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And so it's really difficult for a lot of people to get access to some of the tools that is so easily found for other women. And, and you can't tell me that, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker, well, she just came up, but let's say she's not an actress and she's like an entrepreneur and she's killing it. Her book isn't necessarily going to speak to the Black women or the Asian women entrepreneurs out there in the world because we're marketing to different demographics and our demographics are drastically different. So even though we're women, even though we're women who like whatever it is, right? Shoes, clothes, makeup, whatever the way that we talk, the way that we buy is going to be different. And that's important. So for me, you know, I, I don't even look at businesses the same way anymore. And I always take it with a grain of salt. And that, you, know, you want to give some forgive wiggle room, but I think it's important to know and to realize that as an entrepreneur, when you leave your house 
to try to do better in your business, it is very difficult to find affordable resources to help you, period, point blank. And when it comes to funding, typically Black women businesses, even though we're out here, we're one of the the highest, the top growing group of entrepreneurs ever, um, you can't, it's not easy to find you can't get funding, right? You can't get these angel investors or whatever. They're not looking to, to invest in black businesses. So that's the problem. That really, at the end of the day, it goes back to white, suprem- white supremacy, the patriarchy, and the way that the system is designed. So having, knowing that, this is my rant for the episode. I typically rant on something, but this, is, this really grinds my gears. Having that information, right? Knowing that, you can now take that information and say, okay, now that I know that they're not on the same playing field. I'm not going to look at them in the same way. I'm going to look at them in a way of, I want to support you. You're doing great work. I appreciate what you're doing. And I'm here to help spread the news and the word about what it is you're putting into the market. That to me is what I think we can do as, you know, Black business professionals who have the money to spend clearly, right? That trillion dollars, that's that's a pretty big number. Um, And it's important. So yeah, that's my spiel. That's that's my story. I'm absolutely sticking to it. If you have any information or insight around that in particular, I'd love to hear your thoughts. You're more than welcome to go to networkinspill.com and put it in the comments or send me an email or DM me. Um, I'd love to continue this conversation. But that that to me is when I see Black businesses you know, being compiled like the nihilist, I think it's a beautiful thing because we need we need this platform. We need this Yelp.com sort of website where we can go and find and support each other. Yeah, I am. I am. To me, that's not even a rant. To me, what you just said is literally, it is my life. And honestly, I'm looking at Nile as a community. And part of that community is really supporting these business owners and helping connect them with different resources. So, um, you know, there is going to be some backend support for business owners once they have an account with us to connect with service providers, for example, and to really connect with one another and really build that knowledge together. Because some things that when you're starting out a business, even the little trivial things, if you don't know about them, you you can be doing things so inefficiently and it can really transform your time and your day just to learn about um, something that may seem small to someone who's been in the game for a while and has that knowledge base. But for you as a newbie can just, you know, change your life so much. Someone telling me about the site Upwork where I can find freelancers to help me do different things with my business really transformed how I was doing things as opposed to doing every single thing myself. I really started finding people to help me do very strategic stuff. And it has just changed the whole um, way that I am approaching Nile. It was amazing. But I never heard of that site ever in my life um, before talking to another business owner um, who's been in the game for a while. And so, yeah, and I really want this to be a resource, to be a place where people who are looking to invest come and they're like, wow, this business is really awesome. And it's very scalable. Like I want to get in contact with this owner and talk to them about how I can, you know, invest or how I can help them grow their business because this is awesome. Um, So I want Niall to be 
so much more than just a directory. I really do want it to be, and we are building it out to be um, a real community. And that's, and that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm, I'm so here for it. And I, as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, a lot of black women were taught, you know, you've got to work twice as hard. Right. And, and even then you may not be noticed, but I feel like an entrepreneurship for black women, you gotta, you gotta work like six times as hard. And it literally is like going up an upward battle, right? It is excruciatingly difficult because I guarantee, and I've talked about this on the show before, I guarantee you if I let's say I'm a candle operator, right? A candle, candle operator. If I'm a candle company, right? I own a company that's, that does candle stuff. I guarantee you if I were a different color, life would be totally easy. Now, that's not to say that white girls starting businesses are, you know, are not working as hard. Not saying that. Just saying it, 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 the, the, the resources, all of that, like you said, we're, we're spinning our tails. Is that the word? Is that the term? We're spinning our wheels. Spinning our, our wheels, tails. yeah. Yes. Um, I like spinning our tails. Whatever. It, we're, we're spinning <laughs> our wheels. We're spinning our wheels out here trying to do stuff and we just don't know. And that's why networking is so crucial. When I decided to start a business, I networked and I made sure I was surrounded by other entrepreneurs so that when I needed something, when I had a question, I had somebody to go ask. Because if I'm asking Whitney, when you doesn't know, how, where is that going to get me? Nowhere. I need to go and ask Sarah, Jessica, and, and the candle. You know what I mean? I have to ask in order to gain that insight and to get help faster. Um, <clears throat> so for me, that, that is, is crucial. Surrounding yourself with the right people. And I think when it comes to this website, eventually this website will hopefully become a go-to, kind of like Yelp, right? I hit Yelp multiple times a week. Right, looking for restaurants, checking hours, you know, all of this, and it, it'll be a go-to. And hopefully, we'll get used to being on that site, checking stuff out, and then find, it'll be it'll be like a second-hand type thing. That's kind of my hope for it: is that it, it becomes like natural and second nature for people to go to the website and to just find companies and and network and grow and and really start supporting. Because we do a lot of this on Instagram, like girl, girl, go or you know whatever. We're always rooting for people, which I, I love. I love that. But now it's time to put our, our dollar and our money where our mouth is or where our retweets and Instagram, you know, comments are going. It's now it's time to actually start showing up. So I'm really excited. I'm excited for the 26th. Is the 26th? There is 27th is Black Friday. I don't even know. We can look it up. We can look it up. I've got- yeah. Thanksgiving is late this year. So um, it's actually the 29th. Okay. It is the 29th. Okay. Well, but I'm excited to hopefully we can, you know, stay on schedule. There's, I, I know, you know, the best laid plans. We, we've been working so hard on this site. Um, but just making sure that everything is functioning as well as possible before we, um, before we launch is really key because, I want people to be able to use this site and I want it to be easy and I want it to be navigable. And like you said, I want it to be a go-to and ultimately what we're building towards is making this into um, a place where you can even do your shopping on the site and you don't have to leave. So it's literally a one-stop shop for just black people shit (laughs) for lack of better words. Um, But but yeah, I am very excited about it. And so 
hopefully uh, listeners will go and subscribe. You can sign up for our mailing list right on the homepage at thenihilist.com. Yes. And also check us out on literally all the socials at The Nihilist. Yes. And it's super easy to sign up. It's like, it takes two seconds. But what's cool is when you get signed up, you get the emails. And so you're, it's like on your mind because we still have a few weeks before uh, Black Friday. So just stay tuned. And if you're local to the DC area, make sure you're really following and watching stories and stuff because there may be events. If Khadija does an event, um, I'm going to definitely try to come out and support however I can. Um, I'm really sad that I missed the open house um, this past Friday, but I should be good. Hopefully my back, everything is good. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see all of the different events that come up and how you sort of grow this. Because again, when I had the Free Black Women's Library of LA, they hadn't really launched yet. They were starting to like plan their pop-up events and their book events and their swap events. Like they were doing the planning. They were behind the scenes, getting it all together. And literally, I think we had our episode maybe in March and sometime in June or April, I can't remember, they went like live. And it's been amazing watching them grow and, and helping them. I'm not in LA, but I still try to, you know, I know I have people on the West Coast on my page. I try to share their content and get people to share and tell their friends. So definitely, if you are interested in Black businesses, get on the list. If you know somebody who has a Black business that should be on the list, forward it to them. Forward them this episode, forward them the IG account, forward them the Twitter, whatever, the website, and have them apply or submit, right? That's, I mean, those are the two things I think right now um, that you can do. And if you want to join me in this um, Black business only Christmas list thing, let me know. Maybe we'll start like a group and we'll get a bunch of people to to do it. And we can all like make that our jam this year. I think that'd be fun. Well, I know I'm all about it. <laughs> so I am only shopping with Nihilist. So the businesses that are listed on our site are called Nihilist. And then all of the users who are checking out our site to find Black businesses are called Navigators. So I am only shopping with Navigators uh, this Christmas. Yes. And I mean, shopping with our Nihilists. I'm sorry. I, am, I will be Navigating. Yes. Yes. No, that makes total sense. And if you are already um, a Nihilator, then let us know and definitely share this podcast episode to your friends and just really get the word out about this. Because again, the launch is coming and we want to be there to support Khadija and then all the businesses that are listed. And we want to have a good time. I mean, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. And I'm here to turn up and to buy some shit and I'm ready. So I'm going to be, I think we had, we had Jackie on the show a few weeks ago. She's a personal money like blogger and finance person. And she's been helping us make sure we're saving so we have some cash money ready for, uh, I almost said 4th of July. So we have our cash money ready for Black Friday and for the holidays. So if you've been following her and like, or if you've just been saving and being a good, like diligent person, let's get it. Let's get it. We'll, we'll all have the money we need to buy whatever the hell we want. And we can even do some shopping for ourselves, which I love doing around the holidays. Like you get a gift, you get a gift. Oh, I get a gift too. You get a gift. And then, you know, you got to treat yourself. That's, um, that's also the goal here. So anyway, we're going to close out. Khadija, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so glad I met you in DC at the brunch. This is amazing. Uh-huh. Thank you so much for having me. Um, This has been awesome. And I look forward to bringing everyone dope stuff from Nile in the near future.
Me too. So guys, remember, denialist.com. That's the landing page. The site will be soon. And make sure you follow all of us really on social media. So at the Nile list, and then obviously me, Whitney Danielle Coaching, and the show at Network and Spill. We'll be back with a new episode. Hopefully, Khadija and I will go live at some point and kind of just, if you have any questions about the businesses that'll be on there, if you have any questions about um, what you can find, what you can expect, what the newsletter is going to look like, if you're in the DMV and you want to like roll up to an event, like be on our IG live. We'll do it sometime the week after this, this airs. And if you're listening to this in the future and you are missing the live, then send us a DM. Screenshot yourself listening to this or screenshot your like phone listening to this episode. Tag us and we'll, we'll show you some love. So, all right, y'all. Till next time, make sure you leave us five stars because this episode was fire. I mean, if you go down on the uh, Google, not Google, but the Apple podcast app while you're listening, if you're listening on there, you can scroll down and there's like little five stars. You, you click the last one. And you can leave something cool in the comments, maybe something funny or like your favorite black business. And then boom, I'm going to start giving away prizes to people who leave reviews and comments. Now, the cool thing, and I had this thought earlier, I didn't say anything. What I'm thinking of doing, Kandija, you could probably help me with this. What I'm thinking of doing is when I do these giveaways, because I want people to leave reviews, right? And comments, because the more reviews, like the cooler it looks and like the more you're ranked. So people leave reviews, cool. But if I want to incentivize you for taking like the 25 seconds for giving me five stars and saying something, I want to give something away. And so I'm wondering if I should pair up with a Black-owned business that offers something that my viewers would want. Maybe it's like some wine stuff or some drinking stuff, or maybe it is a candle or some soap. Maybe it's a bath bomb or maybe it's some bling. I don't know, but I want to find somebody who I can partner with to start raffling, yeah, raffling off some prizes for everybody who leaves a review. What do you think about that? That sounds awesome. And I am sure I can connect you with some business owners who would be very happy to do that. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be really fun too. And we can like, we get, we can make a whole thing of it. Look at the connections and the partnerships happening already. This is so cool. I'm so excited. Okay. So leave the, leave your, um, leave the review and then the comment. And then we're going to start doing this. Like, I, I think we should start doing it next week. So I'm just going to be pulling from the entire list of reviewers. So I think right now I've got 15. I don't know how many comments are in there, but I'm going to go through. So it would behoove you to go in there, drop something sweet, and then maybe win something. So let's leave it on that note. Um, Leave the five stars. Leave a a comment so I know it's you and I know it's real. And uh, we'll talk next week. So, all right, guys. Thanks, Khadija, again. Thank you. See you next week. Cheers. Cheers.